0: Hello and welcome. This is a podcast of Ukraine World, a project in English about Ukraine. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko, and uh, today we're talking about MH17 and the court case around it. And I'm glad to present here Robert van der Norda, which is one of the leading Dutch journalists, Dutch investigative journalists uh, working on this case. Robert, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back in Kiev.
0: So uh why we are talking about MH17 recently the joint investigation team which is an international team investigating the tragedy which happened uh, under the sky uh, of Ukraine in Donbas uh, you remember this tra- tragedy MH17 Boeing uh, shut down by uh, it appears pro-Russian separatists from book. But uh, now GAT, this joint investigation team, published lots of phone calls of the separatists uh, talking to basically their Kremlin, Moscow, Russian curators uh, or directors. Uh, how would you estimate these calls? What does it mean?
1: Um, well, th- at first I thought it was just another call for, for witnesses until i played the uh there's a youtube movie embedded so you can also watch it in uh, on youtube but the moment i started watching it there's a wealth of uh, phone calls which show at great length uh how uh kremlin but not only kremlin but specifically also fsb is involved in uh, in the war in ukraine Uh, and here specifically with uh with Downing MH seventeen.
0: So basically, we we see a lot of in uh, a lot of talks between the leaders of the secessionist so-called republics, which are pro-Russian and which declare the wish to be independent from Ukraine and join Russia, with uh, people from the Kremlin, with people from the FSB, with people from uh, GERU. And those people, the Russian people, we, we see uh, uh, with accent, we we see how how they are talking. These basically Russian people are sending directives to those uh, li- uh, separatist leaders. Is that right?
1: Yeah, it's more even. It it shows how this is a, a Russian operation, uh, not just some separatists. I hate that word. Sorry uh, for that, but I don't really don't like the words uh, separatists. I mean. Directly after Krim annexation, uh, people like Borodai and Strelkov, etc., Besler uh, ran to eastern uh, Ukraine and basically started this, this war. So from the first day, it was already clear that this is not some separatist movement. Uh, and whatever local people uh, they have working for them, these are, are paid people or extremely pro-Russian people. I mean, if this would have been a local conflict, they would have ran out of ammunition in a, in a week and uh well we're talking specifically about mh17 but in a wider perspective this shows uh exactly how Russia is uh, uh you know, like guiding uh directing uh financing uh, supplying this this war in Ukraine and uh, yeah the pity uh for uh, those people in the airplane is yeah uh, whether it was an accident or not but the the uh, They were shot down and we have 298 uh, dead people in a field uh, uh, near Donetsk.
0: If we talk uh, like about these calls which are published, because there is lots of talk uh, in the West in in international community that there is lack of evidence that Ukraine doesn't provide enough evidence that this is basically Russia sponsored. Do you think that the publication of those calls can change the picture because basically they. Target Russian officials as a key uh, orchestrators of all this. I think most
1: people, uh, mo- unless you're extremely pro-Russian for some uh, some reason, or, and there is a part of population in any country that believes in in hoax theories, whether it's 9/11 or 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 something else. Um, whether this will convince people, uh, I don't know. I think it will. It will. I don't know, add to, to people's view on how Russia was behind but behind all this, whether it will really convince people now. There was already so much info released. I mean, we started with this technical report where they've shown that it's a, a book. This book with Russian crew was parked near the location where uh, the, uh, the book was actually fired. It was a Russian crew that... Um, was a were Russian journalists who actually talked to these uh, people they were not allowed to uh, associate press was, uh, was 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 present so even before it was shot down I, I had already had this article I recently added it to a publication in uh, in May when I wrote about those uh, this incredible campaign by this uh, internet research agency uh, where they blamed Ukraine um, so what, whether it will convince more people People. Uh, that will be interesting to 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 check on on social media to to track. Uh, but there is already so much info. There were no Ukrainian books present. Even Almas anti the Russian state company uh, that produces this uh, uh, book says it's a it's a it's a book. And there are still all these theories out there uh, that it's I don't know some Ukrainian jets uh, fighter jets that sh- shot it out of the the sky and uh
0: that was basically a a strategy used by russian uh, State-sponsored, by state-owned TV channels, to show that the uh, Ukrainian jets behind, etc.
1: Yeah, I collected a lot of those uh, theories. It was uh, there. There's a theory that Israel is behind it. That Mossad put a bomb on board. There's this theory that it's MH370, uh, and the Dutch put dead people in it and dumped it uh, somewhere near Donetsk. So there are actually people who think this is the same airplane, which is complete. It's, it's as bad as these flat Earth believers. Uh, this hoax theory, Um, I mean, there is an incredible load of of evidence, and if you would not believe in the OVV slash JIT theories and what they say happened, so that's Russia uh, book from uh, 53rd Brigade from, from Kursk. Uh, the only answer is, and that's the interesting th- uh, setback here for those people, is that it, it can only be a deep state conspiracy theory whereby all countries that uh, are actually working in this YIT team, so Malaysia and uh, uh, I think even uh, Belgium, U- Ukraine, etc. Uh, then it is one in big, big... And Netherlands um, and Australia. Yeah, yeah, yes. Exactly, Netherlands, Australia. Th- then it must be one big conspiracy theory uh and i there are at the beginning there were two hundred plus experts now it's a smaller team because they finished the uh, the the technical study but the chance that this is some deep state conspiracy is is zero i mean i w- I was in ukraine uh I landed just before uh m eight seventeen was shot down i flew fr- to kiev from um from Moscow I just landed and I got a phone call from one of these people who was who was actually later on the team who did the investigation in those uh, those fields and that the first thing they said uh, was the airplane shot down it seems it was done by um by Russians or whatever you call them pro-Russian rebels or whatever name you 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 prefer the, the Americans released radar data at that time and though it's a very the the map is not very detailed. Uh, it's still possible to uh, see where where the uh, missile was was shot, and that matches with the with the only site that it could have been. So that data is is correct. Whether America has very detailed maps, yeah, that remains to be seen. But
0: but there is lots of media reports. For example, there is a media report by Chris Miller, and his... Uh I think fellow colleagues from Radio Liberty who basically came to the place and and saw the place where it was, the the missile was launched when when he was reporting on this, from these territories. Let me ask: What are the prospects of this case? Because it's it, it's it's not journalists who released these these uh, no. phone calls. It's not Ukrainian secret service. It's a joint investigation team which prepares a court case. So. Do you have the information when this court case will start, where will it be and uh, can you can you tell us the details? Um I got I got an email
1: uh I think last week when this court case will will start, but I would need to check on uh, the the exact date. But I think the first session will be quite uh soon. But the actual interesting thing here is uh Um, The only one, the only company uh, who could have recorded those calls was of course SBU. Um, uh, The the
0: Ukrainian security service.
1: Yes, uh, but undoubtedly uh, the moment uh, immediately after it was shot down, there were discussions and then the Netherlands took the lead because most casualties in the MH17 plane are Dutch so uh, the dutch people are in the in the lead here they accepted this there was actually asked by ukraine whether they wanted to uh, to be in the in the lead um which i think is a good uh, thing uh, but there must yeah and of course there is cooperation between uh, spu and the and the netherlands so uh, they, i'm sure that they talked about uh, we recorded i don't know thousands probably of those calls some encrypted some not and they've been working uh, I don't know how long uh, on de- on decrypting them. And the question is whether those calls that they released last week, uh, whether these were de- decrypted recently or maybe uh, longer ago. But def- that definitely was done in co- full cooperation uh, between JIT uh, and uh, SBU.
0: And uh, do you have the information so this court will take place in the Netherlands?
1: Yes. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the physical uh, court is actually
0: inside the uh, Schiphol uh, airport. Do you expect that Russians will try to defend themselves? Because now they're just saying that it's all fakes and it, it didn't happen, etc.
1: Yeah, that's interesting whether th- actually somebody from Russian government at some point will appear in uh, in court. I mean, uh, the only person who, who could have been physically in court is... Uh, it is Uh but uh yeah well he was uh, extradited to uh, to to Russia again and uh, now he said that he's willing to talk again but he he wants to be in uh, somewhere in Donetsk uh, uh territory uh I actually at the time that it was that it became known that uh, that they caught him I mean they they put a very heavy team on capturing him one person died one was severely injured Ukrainians so so yes that. exactly that was quite uh, a heavy mission and I don't think that they would have done this if he would have been just a guy who may know something so they they were very sure that he uh, knew a, lo- a lot of info about the uh, the book
0: and basically, Ukraine released—I uh, mean, handed over to the Russians during this, uh, during this exchange of prisoners. Uh, it was very important exchange for for Ukraine because uh, it was uh, in, in in September because. Uh, People like Senzov, like Ukrainian yeah. sailors, Pavlov, like uh, Gryb, Yak Kolchenko, like, like Baloch, many, many of them came back for Ukraine. It was a huge event, but instead, Ukrainians handed over uh, several dozens of, uh, of people to Russia. Many, some of them are um, Ukrainian citizens, by the way, Ukrainian nationals, and one of them is Tzemach, Uh, And this move, I know it was very sadly, I would say, uh, perceived in the Netherlands, especially among the families of of people who died in this tragedy. Uh, So do you think that ukraine did a mistake of handing over uh, on the other hand you could say that if it, this was a precondition put by the russians for to make this exchange so probably ukrainian government had no uh, no no i think it's
1: uh, i mean a, lo- a lot of you uh, i was in uh here in ukraine i was in kharkiv uh at that uh, moment uh i landed at boris paul during the exchange when uh even uh your president was uh, at the uh, at the airport. I I don't think Ukraine really had a chance. I I that I, uh, I mean the prisoner exchange seemed to be fine, and then they added uh, Zemach, and uh, without him, uh, uh, I don't think that uh, they would have released uh, those those people. And I can imagine that Ukraine wanted their people back.
0: But do you think that basically investigation in the court case is possible even without Zemach uh, of course.
1: evidence? No, of course, because I mean, uh, uh, even before Zemach, uh, even if before they knew they, uh, th- that Zemach was, was captured, um, the, the, co- the court case was already uh, uh, announced. So uh, uh, then it's in absence. They will just put those people on, on trial, but they will not physically be in the in the courtroom.
0: And I understand that Dutch investigators had a chance to talk to him, right?
1: Yeah, they t- talked twice, even, uh, and now he offered to to talk again. But it seems like he's not willing to to talk. So I doubt that it's very helpful to go to Donetsk uh, or wh- wherever Lugansk uh, to uh, to talk to him. If they would recapture him, maybe that a, would be possible. But uh, that chance is uh, very. Uh, I slim. think he
0: was he was after after this. He was well prepared what to say.
1: Yeah, probably. Yeah.
0: Let's talk about all this disinformation stuff that you're studying as an investigative journalist. You're one of the best in tracking all this troll factories, Russian troll factories. What they said about MH17 tragedy, what they're saying now?
1: Well, I started uh, the moment uh, that this movie was released. I started uh, tracking, uh, I only uh, looked on Twitter now. So I didn't look on uh, on 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 Facebook uh, the main uh, the majority of uh, of tweets was just like uh, wow more like evidence is uh, is released so it was actually quite positive I didn't see so much uh, troll activity but I have to look at the data in in detail I did see some people trying to downgrade the news by saying like ah oh, they don't have any witnesses and now it's a new call for witnesses. Um, the, I got this email uh, about this new call for witnesses, and my first impression was, ah, it's just another call for witnesses. Until I started watching this uh, this movie, and then it was like, wow, they decrypted so many calls. I actually thought it was, uh, yeah, very impressive news. Uh, that it, so I w yeah, it's it's in interesting why they s they called it call for new witnesses and not like, I don't know, a movie where they presented basically a lot of evidence, uh, concerning, uh, Russia's, uh, involvement in MH17 downing, but also the war in Ukraine in general then.
0: Uh, initially, there was spreading so many fakes, the the Russian trolls. I mean, the Russian propaganda. I mean, we already discussed uh, several uh, several scenarios, several ideas that there were like it was Ukrainian jet, it was like Israelis, etc. Do they now accept that it was Russian book, or are they still in the denial?
1: No, they will, it will be the same uh, uh, until the moment that somebody in uh, Kremlin or Russia will uh, not. Deny anymore that uh, that Russia shot down MH17. I think it will just go on as uh, as before. There, there there is no reason why they should suddenly switch narrative and say that uh, that it's indeed Russia instead of blaming Ukraine or or whatever Israel Mossad or the Dutch that they dumped MH370 with dead bodies on the on the side or some other crazy conspiracy theory. So that will keep on going the same propaganda uh till i don't
0: know till the end of the day yeah yeah t- t- <laughs> till the end of the world yeah. maybe my last question you you um, surely know that there is a big event in the in the field of international law ukraine has uh won the cases about the jurisdiction of uh, two cases against Russia in the International Court of Justice. One is related to Russian violation of the uh, Convention uh, on Russia, the, uh, racial uh, discrimination and it concerns Crimea mostly, yeah. and another is about funding terrorism. So basically, this case can be one of the cases proving that Russia funded or helped terrorism in eastern ukraine do you think that uh, after this case or in parallel maybe this evidence will be used in the international court
1: it's possible uh, it's it's a good thing that um, especially for this uh, funding uh, of of terrorism whether it's really funding by money or supplies because i mean if they w- if if this would have been a local conflict they would have run out of ammunition in uh, i don't know in days probably and now it's we're we're 5 years Uh, into this uh, this conflict and still they seem to have more ammunition than uh, half of Europe which is is, is bizarre of course that's the best evidence that this is not just some local uh, conflict so I I didn't see any chance that Ukraine wouldn't uh, win this Um, but this forms a a basis if you already won this Uh, The MH17 case basically comes uh, comes on on top and this book which was used to shoot down MH17 is just more evidence of supplies sent in uh, in by Russia.
0: So let's let's follow this, let's follow it closely. Thank you so much. We had Robert van der Norda, Dutch investigative journalist. We talked about MH17 and these calls of pro-Russian separatists or pro-Russian, I don't know how to call them, basically. We can say that these are people manipulated for, uh, by the Moscow, uh, Moscow people, people from Russia, FSB people, Gary Wu people. Let's follow this. Uh, this is Ukraine World. My name is Volodymyr Yermolenko. You can find more information about MH17 case and the link to this information that we discussed on our website, ukraine.world.org. Thank you so much, Robert.
1: Thank you.